everyone. My name is Marla Ramirez, Latina professional, mother, and entrepreneur. I am the host of the Move Your Mountains podcast and the creator and owner of the Mustard Seed Project, a career and life coaching practice for the modern professional Latina mom. And I'd like to invite you on an adventure. If you're feeling stuck, wondering if you're living authentically in a way that is aligned to your core values and personal beliefs, if you're tied to wondering if you're enough, come along with me. If you're looking for a way to live authentically and harness the power of your personal beliefs and core values to have a life full of passion and purpose, I can help you move your mountains. The Move Your Mountains podcast prepares and empowers professional modern Latina moms each week to navigate their careers and lives with a three-pillar approach that harnesses the power of your mindset, prepares you to tackle some of the unique career and life obstacles we face as modern professional Latina moms. And once we move those mountains, how to step into your own power and purpose through continuous action and mastery. If you're ready to move your mountains and find your purpose, passion, and power, tune in each week. Subscribe to my podcast and visit my website at themustardseedproject.net to learn how I can help you along your journey. Together, we can move your mountains. Hi, everyone. My name is Marla Ramirez, Latina professional, mother, and entrepreneur. I am the host of the Move Your Mountains podcast and the creator and owner of the Mustard Seed Project, a career and life coaching practice for the modern professional Latina mom. We're all familiar with four-letter words. From childhood, we have been told what we should and shouldn't say. We have been taught that words have meaning. We use words like love to express how we feel about someone when they have become more than a dating relationship and we're committed and serious. Love is also used to express how I feel about pie. But what about two-letter words? Words like no. If you're anything like me, you learned incredibly young to shrink, to make people like you, and that using words like no can cause problems. It is more important to have everyone feel good and like you because saying no may be interpreted as being rude. Maybe if you grew up in a Latin household like I did, you saw your mom doing it all, cooking the food, serving the men, cleaning the house, planning the birthdays, and so on. And it wasn't just your mom. It was your grandma, your aunts, and your friends' mothers. They did this, even if they didn't want to. They did it because their mothers did it, and so on. I am so glad that this narrative is changing for our young women. But what if you, yes, you, mom, with your daily chore list and your kick-ass job, what if I told you it is possible to fall in love with this beautiful two-letter word? You can learn to fall in love with no. On today's podcast, I'm going to give you three strategies to fall in love with the word no. I'm going to help you and remind myself how to raise the stakes and push the boundaries of social conditioning. I'm going to help you break free of shame when you speak your no. I will teach you to be empowered to speak no over your life 
and move your mountains. Step one, realize you have power and the word no is not rude. When we can remove the feelings associated with words and look at them for what they are, we gain power. According to Merriam-Webster, there are six definitions of the word no. This is a lot for such a simple word. One of the definitions states, no. So, used to express negation, dissent, denial, or refusal. Example, no, I'm not going. What sounds like a word defined and described with negatives is a word full of power and a boundary reinforcer. Matthew 5, 7 gives you something to think about. It states, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. I'm in total agreement here, and here's why. When we are not clear or resounding no or yes, we leave room for interpretation and the potential to be misunderstood. Or we just plain straight out lie, not to hurt anyone's feelings. We have all been there, myself included, and it feels so bad to hurt someone that we care about, so we dance around. Let's say a friend invites you over to their house, but for the time being, it isn't wise to meet because of the global pandemic. You don't want to hurt them, so you start stating facts like, well, the numbers are on the rise and I don't want to be responsible for getting anyone sick. We all have to do our part. I'm not saying you would have COVID, COVID or anything, but... Uh, you know, people are asymptomatic. Uh, you get it. Long-winded answers that give away your power and actually sound rude and lack accountability. Let your no be no. You can say no with love and power. Here's how. Thanks, Nancy. I really appreciate the invitation, but I will not be going. I look forward to a chance to connect in person when things are safer. Should we schedule a time for a Zoom date next week? This message is honest, direct, and reinforces your boundaries. It is said with love and the willingness to connect and preserve the relationship. The more you practice making no your no and yes your yes, without all the fluff, it will actually change the way people interact with you, and you will build credibility for being an honest person. Step two. Separate refusal from rejection. Maybe you were raised by overbearing parents and you have fallen into the anti-no camp or people-pleasing. Maybe your mom was amazing and always took care of you and her children and provided an amazing childhood experience. Maybe these influences created a belief in you that you are lovable because you are compliant and helpful and you be have become a people-pleaser. Maybe your self-worth comes from doing things for other people. This can be a vicious cycle where people around you may believe you are there to fulfill and comply with their wishes. If you can't say no, you will become exhausted, stressed, and irritable. Don't wait until you're on empty and your energy runs out before you get into a serious relationship with the word no. One way to flex your no muscle is to separate refusal from rejection. When someone requests your time, energy, or service, and you are not in a place to comply, 
remind yourself you are turning down a request, not a person. You have a right to say no, just like they have a right to ask for a favor. Here is an example from my life. My husband asked for me to bathe our daughter. I'm exhausted and I'm not feeling well. Before my relationship with no, I would do it. And then I would get pissed off and irritable with him and my kid. I was resentful because I was tired and I wanted my kid in and out of the bath as fast as possible so I could do what I needed. Then I felt guilty for not being a mom that wants to do all the mom chores. How could I not want to take care of bath time? Then I realized that separating the refusal from the rejection meant I could show up better for everyone. What I did instead was say no and say no with love and zero compromises and guilt. I simply said, no, honey, not tonight. I'm not at my best. Thank you for asking. I appreciate you for taking point on bath time tonight. At first, my husband was shocked, not because he doesn't love our kid, but because I actually said no. Social norms had conditioned him to think that moms at all times will do mom chores even when they are exhausted. No one wants to do all the chores, and I'm sure he was just as exhausted and was looking for a way out, but it taught him and I to be more honest about where we were with our energy tanks. We learned to be more direct in our communication No one wins trophies for doing more chores. We created a bath trade-off, and it was a great schedule. One of us bathes the kiddo every other night, so it never falls on one person. This works for us, and it isn't always 100. Sometimes, if he is a wreck and I see it, he had a bad day, I will offer to take the duty of bath time. If he still does it, even if he doesn't want to, I let him because he has the right to say no. If he allows me to, I do not act like I'm doing him a favor. And I do the chore and enjoy a little splash time with my monster. What I'm getting at here is that you have to be honest and separate refusal from rejection of the person. You reinforce boundaries and communication and create more authentic connections and transactions. Step three. Saying no creates confidence. Saying no confidently can be challenging, but if you accept the challenge, you can create confidence. First and foremost, you have the right to say no and express yourself and look after your own needs. Falling in love with the word no and using it to reinforce boundaries in relationships and communication is an important self-care method. Saying no reminds you that you have a choice in your life. You can choose how you handle any situation. Saying no is empowering. It is a small and powerful word. Remind yourself that no is a complete sentence. It doesn't need anything else. As we grow in our relationship with no, we can silence the shoulds and the must. No becomes easier the more we practice. You do not have to explain away your power. Sometimes a simple and direct no is all you need. No, followed by silence, is very powerful. 
Here is an example. Your mom calls super late and asks you if she can stop by tomorrow in the morning to see the kids. You don't feel like waking up and she's asking without respecting your time. Instead of getting mad, try this. Mom, hi honey, I was wondering if I can stop over tomorrow morning and see the kids. You, answer, no. Long silence, don't speak at all. I know this can be awkward and manipulative people try to get you to do what they want. Hold on to your power. Mom, why? I want to see my grandbabies and you never work with my schedule. Your answer. The kids will be free next weekend, but tomorrow is no. Will next weekend work for you? Mom, well, since you're saying no, I have no choice but to be okay with it. Your answer. Sounds good. It's late, so I'll talk to you later. Night, Mom. You still might be seething. You don't understand this woman. Who does she think she is? But guess what? You said no, and you didn't engage. You stood confidently, and you maintained your boundaries. You offered a choice because you wanted to, not because you should or must, but because it worked for you. Be proud of yourself. You didn't engage in the manipulative behavior. Keep doing this. Say no then silence. Let the other person go first. Then you can make whatever choice you want. The style of no can be the most challenging to master, but with practice, with love, you can change and this can be a game changer. Falling in love with no is a great romance. Saying no allows you to say yes to what is important to you and it comes from a place of love, not resentment. Not fear, manipulation, or passive aggressiveness. Saying no creates space for what matters most to you. Consider this. When you step into your power and say no, what you could be saying yes to. More time, time with your kids, your mental health. Allow the possibilities to inspire you and fuel your love with no. Want to get better at saying no? Need some help with building boundaries, releasing resentment, and societal norms? Subscribe to my email list at themustardseedproject.net. Then schedule your free 30-minute session to learn how I can help you move your mountains. Until next time, keep falling in love with no and keep moving your mountains.